1: Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. We are now deep into the first week of training camp. And uh, let me tell you, I am starting to get excited. I cannot believe um, I can say the words. One week from now, we will have Knicks basketball. But I can indeed say those words. It will be fake basketball, um, but it will be basketball. A preseason game will be played one week from when you are listening to this, and that is very exciting to me. Um, to help us get ready for uh, the you know impending uh, glory that will surely come with this next season, I was honored and uh, privileged to be able to interview for this episode. Kaz and Monica from the MSG AM show that, um, you should be checking out. It's on every morning on MSG Network from 8 to 9 a.m. Um, it's, uh, I've been watching it, you know, the last few weeks. It's, it's really good. They got Spree on there. They got Steve Novak on there, um, occasionally. And, uh, Monica and Kaz are really good. And, uh, we had a really fun time recording this conversation. We recorded it on, um, Wednesday night, hit on a lot of fun topics. Got into them a little bit. Got into the Knicks, obviously a lot. Got into the show, so I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, so check that out. Uh, and also, as a reminder, our YouTube channel is up and running. So go search for Knicks Film School on YouTube, and you could catch this entire episode um, in video format, which is is great because um, you know these are two. Good looking people. And then there's me. Um, So, yeah. Um, Anything else? Oh, yeah. There was a there was a kind of a big trade in the NBA um, recently, which uh, I have not had time to comment on on the podcast because I haven't recorded a pod since it happened. Uh, John Wall and Russell Westbrook got traded for each other. I, uh, you know, it's a little like two organizations exchanging uh, deck chairs on one sinking ship for uh, deck chairs on another sinking ship. Uh, I'm just happy that those deck chairs did not make their way to Madison Square Garden. Uh, Yes, I would have talked myself into Russ if it happened at a low enough cost. I would have talked myself into John Wall if it came with an asset. Um, I am really happy that I don't have to sit here and record a podcast in which I have to talk myself into either of these moves, um, and have you listen to me attempt to talk myself into either of those moves because I, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Just being honest, um, I think they did dodge a bullet. Um, you know, I, I know there's like reporting coming out now. I think Woj had something, and and Zach Lowe implied it. Basically saying that, you know, after it got well, I think the lower low post, you know, snippet was that the Knicks basically after a certain point were out on Russ. And I think Woj actually went so far as to imply that they were never really in on him. I mean, look, I'm not about to call out Woj as being incorrect, but um I had reported weeks ago that if it basically came down to just taking on Russell Westbrook into their cap space, um, they would have done it. And I'll stand by that. Uh, There were definitely voices inside the organization that were pushing for that. um, And I am happy that those voices did not win out. Um, Same for John Wall. um, If I'm being honest, Uh, at least again, based on what I've heard, uh, there was support for Kicking the tires on that, I, I have no idea what compensation that they would have seeked, sought from uh, from Washington to take on that contract. But just in general, as a as a you know player who may be able to re- reclaim his old his old uh, self, his old game, I think they again not all of them. I think there were just some people there who were uh, were into that idea or at least exploring it. Um, they didn't make either move. Uh, it is for the best. Uh, no, they don't have any semblance of perimeter playmaking, which I wrote about today for the newsletter. But I think there are other ways around that, potentially with some lower cost trade opportunities, um, and uh, you know who knows? Maybe some internal development. And the answer, the answer lies within. Uh, oh, last thing I wanted to touch on: there was a big uh, Frank trade dust up with the whole IG, uh, you know twitter video thing um you know the the knicks took down some stuff of frank um well sure enough they reposted it um on thursday morning and it was much ado about nothing um that said you know i i i would not take this as a sign that you know uh Frank Milikin is going to be on the roster for the rest of the season. I I know it's a dead horse by now and I don't mean to keep beating it. Um and I certainly don't mean to come off like I've turned on the kid. It, it's that's not what this is about. This is about me reading the the tea leaves and the writing on the wall and I just get a sense of where this is headed. And uh if I wasn't honest about that then you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing my job. Uh so I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore about Frank. I, I If he ends up making it work here, if he stays here and he ends up making it work here, I will be just so incredibly pleasantly shocked at this point because it would mean that he truly does have nine lives within this organization. I, I, I can't believe he's been here this long. Um, but if they're going to keep him, they have to play him and because otherwise it would make no sense to keep him. So let's see what Tibbs wants to do. All right. um, Last thing before I get to Monica and Kaz, uh, a quick word from our sponsor. Um, I love saying that, Faruqi Law. So injuries are a part of sports. If a Knicks player gets hurt, they, you know, typically recover. Not always, but typically. But when one of us gets injured because of someone else's negligence, it can be a life-changing event. And when that happens to you, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. You want to be able to call that legal team whenever you want. You don't want to be a file on a shelf with hundreds of others. You don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. The legal team at Faruqi and Fru- Faruki. Gives every client their personal cell phone numbers to call 24 7. It limits the clients they represent at one time. And best of all, it has a long track record of taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court and winning. And while prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, you could learn more about those prior results by going to nylegalteam.com. Again, that's nylegalteam.com. One more time to go check out. For rookie law, visit nylegalteam.com. All right. I think that's it. Everybody, enjoy this interview with uh, Kaz and Monica of MSGAM. And if you don't hear from me again, enjoy your weekend. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast. If you have turned on your TV at all, uh, I was going to say in the last several weeks, but really, these guys have been on MSG Network for a while now. Um, and if you're a Nick fan, uh, you are well versed in the stylings of uh, both of my guests today. Uh, currently, you could see them both every morning on MSG AM, which airs, as I'm sure you know, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. They have a bevy of guests uh, on the regular, including former Nicks Latrell Sprewell and Steve Novak. Um, But really, you're tuning in to see them. Because they're the, I'm just, listen, I'm just calling it like it is. Um, Monica McNutt and Kaz Famuyide. I hope I got your name right. You got it <laughs> absolutely
0: correct, John. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, that's very kind of you to say that they tune in for us. I, I hope they tune in for me and Monica. They, they tune in mostly for Monica, basically. I'm just there to try and, and get her off track, usually.
2: <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, nah, it's honestly, Jonathan, it's been so fun to work with Kaz on this show. Like, I don't know if they're tuning in for just for us, but I'm having a blast.
1: (laughs) Well, no, but that's the thing is, like, you can tell when you're watching from home if people are actually enjoying um, what they're doing when they're they're talking about... And listen, let's call a spade a spade. When you're talking about the Knicks, it may not always be the most fun topic of conversation, and you guys make it fun. Um, Monica, let me turn to you first. What has been the most enjoyable thing for you about the morning show so far?
2: I think, honestly, in this crazy year that is 2020 this is going to sound kind of dorky but the consistency that's fair so when cas got sick he really threw me off jonathan But maybe <laughs> we'll have time for that later um but it's been cool to really kind of develop a rhythm and i think we're growing as professional friends as friends in real life as co-hosts on the show um and of course we're definitely counting down so we can actually get some knicks basketball back in action but we've been having a blast with nfl and everything else along the way
1: Um, Kaz, this is obviously not your first rodeo in terms of, I mean, you've been, you've had your hand in every bit of content creation. How has this been um, unique, different, special for you since you, since you got started doing the morning show?
0: Well, I'll say this has been special for me because anybody who's followed me knows that one, I'm a Knicks fan. Two, I'm an unabashed New Yorker. Three, I'm I'm a throwing some wrestling, and I'm I'm a big uh, pop culture, uh, I guess fanatic, and 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 journalist for a long time, and MSGAM kind of gave us the opportunity to to combine all that, so. Uh, you know there's nothing like waking up in New York City and uh, being the first voices that a lot of people hear um, you know especially when they're when they're going to work especially in 2020 where we're all kind of working from home and stuff like that and you could kind of pretty much watch anything you want to so you know the, the dopest part is uh, you know in the morning where you hop on Twitter you hop on Instagram I've even dove into the the, the, the scary world of YouTube comments lately so and, and they've wow. all been like really over Overwhelmingly positive, you know, and uh, like you said, man, you can kind of tell when people are getting along on the show and, and the conversations me and Monica have off the air are probably like 20 times more <laughs> hilarious and uh, more uh, incredible than we have on the air. But again, it's a family show. So but it's, it's, it's what's brought us all together. And it definitely the, the chemistry is definitely shown uh, on, on the show. I would hope so. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's it's it's been it's been very special, man. It's New York. It's me it feels like i'm not i don't got to fake the funk
1: for this show you know well but that's the thing is like you know it's always gets said right new york sp- sports fans are the smartest fans in the world um I'm, I'm curious because i think about this sometimes even what i what i do um how do you or do you guys think about towing the line between like okay we got Knicks fans tuning in they're diehards they know the salary cap they know like the 78th best free agent on the market this like all that stuff but at the same time like you were saying monica you know, it's a, it's a morning show, right? You got to bring a little bit of the pop culture. You got to bring all that different. How do you, how do you guys work with that balance? I guess when, when you go to, you know, put on the, the show on the air every day.
2: Well, we've got a great team of producers, and so we it's not like the show comes on at 8 o'clock and we just started talking about the show at 7.30. So we're in it, you know, texting the night before. We're up um, at least an hour before as a team going through the show. So, like, we keep it real, and we're not going to spend an hour talking about one particular topic. You mentioned our bevy of guests. Like, the idea is to keep it moving. This is the nuggets that you need to know. This is our fun perspective on that, and we keep pushing. Like, I, there is... I think for me, as a sports fan myself, I would not want to get stuck in one particular topic to start to start my day. If yeah. it's a team that I love, then I already know whether it's been good, bad, or ugly. If it's a team that I'm curious about, okay, well, let me know. Do I need to go dig in a little bit more and find out or research or Google or whatever? Or if it's just, you know, giving me the layout of the day, okay, cool. Monica and Kaz mentioned that. I heard that this morning later on when I'm catching up with my other sports fan friends.
1: That's, I love that. And by the way, um, you – are obviously both big sports fans. Monica, is it Georgetown number one for you? I, I'm assuming it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you know
0: I mean, it's so right so there. I was going to ask you, what five. was the dead giveaway there? I don't know. Was it the retired Jersey behind Maybe? No, but
2: Tell know. the truth though. Jonathan, <laughs> I didn't want like, this i mean i love our team i didn't this personally <laughs> this was 10 years ago for me i would not have this up except they're like what's your story and this is a huge part of my story but i'm not that self-absorbed i promise <laughs> no
0: she's it's, very, listen it's she's okay. very humble she's very humble that's the one thing about monica but she will tell you about the buckets that she used to get every saturday <laughs> morning in uh georgetown absolutely
1: used to you don't play
0: anymore monica
2: um, nah, I you know what? For a while, I used to uh surprise the dudes in LA Fitness, and um, they'd be like, Oh, you <laughs> oh really? played for real. No, yes, I played for real, but now I'm like, Too many germs, I don't do group, group gyms like that anymore.
1: <laughs> um, Kaz, you mentioned it before wrestling, we're gonna get into hoops in a sec, but wrestling is a big part of your thing. When, like, how, when have you gotten into that? Like, what, tell me the deal. So, so like, Monica said we didn't
0: put all this together this is like the yeah, one i know folks in mass and garden but it does tell a story the one thing that i do have that's up here that is me is that survivor series 1988 poster behind me with the mega powers taking on akeem and big boss man this is literally my first memory uh i i, I was one years old oh my sitting goodness. in my dad's lap and i just remember being in in Wavecrest Gardens in Far Rockaway, Queens. And the first thing, my earliest memory, the first thing I've ever seen is just bright colors, muscles, people yelling and fights. And I'm just like, what is that? You know, and I always remember because I was sitting on my dad's lap and I was looking up and I was looking at him and this this image was just kind of like burned into my brain and it just kind of grew and grew. And then, um, you know, luckily enough, uh, a couple years back, I got the opportunity to work at WWE and, and you know, write, Stories for Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views and work alongside Vince McMahon. And, you know, as far as like being a, a creative uh, content, uh, well, a content creator, um, WWE was always a, a checklist that I always wanted to kind of uh, check off in my career, uh, I guess, I'm checklist. I said it twice. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that that was something I've always wanted to do. I had a ton of opportunities at the time. And then uh, WWE called and we're like, hey, you know, we've been following you for a while and we love your work and we'd love to have you come and, um, you know, try out for the creative team they like me and you kind of live the life as a wrestler too like you're on the road with them you're traveling you're going from city to city you're in the you're in the gorilla position with the headset on saying all right hit the music all right we're going home it's like it's like you feel like a head coach you feel like Mike Tomlin with the headset (laughs) that's a great cup I'm a (laughs)
1: Steeler fan so I really appreciate that
0: yeah like it's, it's 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 crazy but it's it's really fun it really grew me as a creative uh being able to think on the fly and uh you know there's I've always said there's no there's no boss like working for Vincent. Once you work for Vincent Man, you can work for anybody. So <laughs> that's that's kind of what my 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 kind of, uh, a bunch of my
1: career trajectory has been like. Uh you've reminded me my wife, I think, still has an uh, autographed picture of her and uh, Brett the Hitman Heart that is probably Probably her most prized possession. It, it wow. hangs proudly. In. Oh yeah, no, it's we're, we're both and, old and, school.
0: And what makes the show even greater is that Monica can't stand wrestling, so it's I not, try and bring it up every. That's time. harsh,
2: but I find it very odd that like it still very much shapes Kaz and other grown men that I know. It still is like a thing, and I'm like, y'all, yeah, it was fake, and hey, Kaz, you knew it was fake. Because <laughs> you,
1: wrote it. you better not say that around any listen, you know no, listen, the wrong listen. people.
0: Nobody, nobody goes up to the Game of Thrones writers and like, hey, you know this is fake, right? You know dragons aren't coming at all. all, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fair enough.
2: (laughs) I appreciate the theater then, I guess. Whatever.
1: (laughs) You got the championship belt in the background. One of your uh, guests that you have on regularly is Steve Novak, uh, who used to uh, put on the... Fake championship belt uh, every time he hit a three. Um, what has it been like working with Steve and Luttrell, who I have to just say is my favorite Nick of all time. Um, I'm, you know, I'm 37 years old. So when he came to the team, it was like right in that, you know, that sweet spot when you're a fan, when you're really old enough to really know what's going on, yeah. um, but you're still like innocent enough to buy in like hook line and say, that was me when Luttrell, I was like, oh my God, we got Luttrell Sprewell. Um, what has it been like to work with with the two of them?
2: Um, they I mean they're both great. Uh Novi is literally a media pro. I mean, he's the voice of the bucks right now. I was about to say, yeah. Um, and then Latrell. The one thing I will say I think when you deal with a former athletes, particularly guys like that, who have a breath of appreciation and are in a place of life where they're just so grateful, and they understand what they did, whether it had its highs, lows, whatever. They understand how unique it was and how fortunate they were to do it. Like they just have this super cool, chill perspective. Like they have no reason to cut cars, They're gonna give it to you straight. Um, they have their logic behind it, which we can't touch because we didn't spend double digit year, years in the league. So it's kind of hard. I mean, you can counter them, and they'll engage and have a conversation. But like, they're they're people, right? Like, and th- at this point in their life, especially like. Novi texted us the other day after we got off air and he's like, God, I have so much fun. And we're thinking like, okay, great. Like we're having fun too. So it's super mutual. I think one of my favorite clips so far in the show is us playing shopping spree with spree. And we asked him about his hair care products and he totally like leaned all the way in with us and we're cracking up. Like we've known this man for years.
1: That's uh, I would like to know all of his hair care products. I would like to use some of those hair care products. You know, I, I
0: threw I threw the pink moisturizer in there Definitely. and I shamed by both of them because I guess that's before a lot oh. of people's times or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like work with, with Steve Novak and Latrell Sprewell. I mean, those are two again what makes the show fun is I feel like I am the target audience. I'm, I'm a diehard Nick fan. I'm the guy that we're trying to get the audience of. And, you know, when you're talking about Memorable Knicks teams and memorable, you know, we, like you said, we don't have many, but we yeah. got a few memorable Knicks teams. And when you got Latrell Sprewell, who took this team to the NBA Finals, a guy who will probably never pay for a drink in the city ever again. And uh, Steve Novak, a very another very memorable Knicks team in those early 2010s when he's hitting the discount double checks with Jason Kidd and Carmelo and Jeremy Lin and all these guys, man. He, they're On top of them being great players, they're extremely charismatic. They're yeah. pros on the mic um they they we kind of fly off the handle a lot and they always kind of and, and they always roll with it which is the best part of any live morning show man like you just kind of never know what you're going to get thrown at and um you know specific, specifically Novak man Novak is Novak, always Novak's feisty always feisty on get the down. box yeah. podcasts man I, I had no idea the amount of feistiness that he had yeah. until we was talking about Nate Robertson the other day, talking about you know Oof. if you want to if you want to throw some knuckles up. He said he's down, and I was like, "Whoa, Steve! All right, I didn't know this. I know you had this part of, of your life in you." So <laughs> that that's my guy. Loves free well. grew up on him. Again, I'm in my mid 30s as well. Uh, that team was extremely memorable for me, especially with the lockout season and uh, that heat. Um, the Heat uh, quarterfinals with the Allen Houston bounce, like just so many memories It's free and it's crazy that we get to talk hoops with
1: him uh, every week. So when he was doing his thing, um, there was a younger man on the bench at the time by the name of Tom Thibodeau, had a little bit more hair um, back then as well. <laughs> he is back. Um, how excited are you guys to digest Tom Thibodeau sound bites? Uh, and can you please tell me that there's something in the works to exploit just the utter Tibness of that he just brings to the table every day. Cause I, I can't wait to listen to him myself.
2: Um I will say we have quite the uh, wiggle room for created creativity. Of Love course it. tastefully and respectfully done. So we'll stay mm. tuned for some of that. But I think um, and I'll definitely let Cash jump in on this because you guys grew up with this team. But what I know of Tibbs and everybody has said it, whether it's affiliated with the Knicks prior to this move or not, like he's respected. Right. Mm. Like and I think that at its heart When you look at organizations um, looking to rebuild or looking to grow, like that's the bottom line. I think wisdom is that it's going to take some time. But if you've got a pillar in the centerpiece piece like Tibbs, like, okay, we're on the right track. Let's now see this thing through.
0: Yeah, I'll say uh, when, it, when it comes to those quotes, um, the one thing I think the Knicks have really needed is to kind of establish a culture. And yep. uh, the one thing everybody around the league knew when Tibbs, you know, signed to be the Knicks coach is that, like, the culture is about to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, whether it's the quotes, whether it's the way they practice, whether it's the way that uh, they get ready for the season, um, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm extremely intrigued, especially that, you know, it's no secret that this isn't a hard, this isn't an easy job to have in New no. York. You know what I mean? Like not it's so not much. an easy job to, to lead the Knicks, especially uh, given the past history, but he's a guy who who wanted the challenge. He's a guy who's wanted to take on the challenge, especially being from here, having his, uh, you know, his real, uh, his pedigree with the New York Knicks. So um, I'm excited. He said a lot of things that got me excited during uh, media day yesterday, uh, specifically when it came to RJ Barrett, you know, uh, I was one of those folks that was, Very upset and surprised. Where are you guys at
1: on RJ? I got to ask since you brought him up. Where are you guys at? Where's your RJ meter right now?
0: Well, here's the thing. I've watched RJ Barrett for a long time. We had the same high school coach. Uh, He he was coached by uh, Coach Kevin Boyle in uh mountain Bird academy uh i was at saint patrick's at the same time so his son uh i was really cool so i've known rj barrett for a while and he's been one of the top uh prospects and 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 basketball players um for a long time so i think his ceiling is very high i think that a lot goes in to um, you know, making a successful NBA player is not just talent. I think it's the makeup. I think it's you know the way he was brought up. He has NBA pedigree in his family, um, you know. And on top of that, now he's got a whole big old chip on his shoulder after being left on the off of the any all rookie teams after being uh, picked third overall. And the 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 Tibbs and a lot of the Knicks brass have made it known that RJ is the future. He is going to be the franchise player of this team. So I'm high on him. I'm 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 happy to see that the Knicks are really gonna uh, do what they can to make him uh, the 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 most uh, the most important player on the team, and uh, I'm excited to see where he takes that leap, especially with this long off season.
1: Monica, you, you feeling R.J. and what, what other players on this team excite you?
2: Um, I, I am feeling R.J. and I think for me, I go back to an interview we did on the MSG 150 last summer with Jay Billis, who talked about R.J.'s competitive mode. Um, competitive motor. Um, I asked him what was one of his most underrated qualities. He, Jay Bills at the time actually said his ability to defend, but he also pointed out um, his competitive nature. And I think <laughs> all of us in life, you hit the next stage, there's always a curve. Um, and so I think RJ got to experience the curve, right? Yeah. Like in a very real way. Um, but when you hear somebody has that high competitive motor, like he's gonna respond between what's already innately in him and the pieces that have been put around him as far as leadership, like Tibbs, we keep talking about. Like, I'm excited to see him respond. So I'm in on RJ. As a shooter, I would like to see him become a better shooter, but we've had a whole off season. So now I'm looking forward to see what he's been working on. As Uh, a real Pieces (laughs) pieces around him. I'm really excited about Obi. I didn't think that he was gonna be available at eight. Like, I thought Obi was going off the board four or five. Like, I didn't think he was gonna be there. I'm super, super excited about him. Um had a chance to talk with both him and Emmanuel at this point. And they are it's it's funny you mentioned that idea of old enough to know but still young enough to be naive. Yeah. In this case, in the uniqueness that is 2020, I think youth is a huge bonus. I think youth under new leadership is a huge bonus. This is fresh blood, fresh air. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all new to them. Like in and, and in a way, this head coach position for Tibbs is new as well, right? Like Yes, is the Knicks. Yes, he has contacts here or was here once before, but this is all new. And I think fresh eyes and a fresh mindset, that kind of energy, then you're able to stack your wins based on what we're doing as a unit, as opposed to the outside noise.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and on top of that, I mean, I know you mentioned um, Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin. Um, I think the youth is a big benefit because they bring like sort of like a youthful swagger about them, and and, and like in a weird way, the Knicks become like this young sort of like confident team. I think Mitch Robinson is going to take a leap. I think R.J. Barrett, you know what I mean? He's 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 a guy that the the basketball world I've seen for a while. They've been called Maple Mamba for most of his life, and you know that's with reason. They think he's 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 going to be one of the top two guards in the NBA uh, eventually. And Obi Toppin, local guy, Brooklyn, New York, already doing viral videos about kids talking talking drunk about him being in the mix, loved it. and uh, when it comes to quickly quickly surprised me as well I mean that Kentucky swag he played with Tyler Hero played with a lot of guys in the, in, in the Wildcats with John Calipari and um, you know you got to have a lot of confidence to come play in New York because it's not an easy gig and uh, I like that you know Monica worded it perfectly They're 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 wise enough to know but also young enough to not you know Give a darn.
1: (laughs) That's I love that. You put that. And that's a perfect place for us to to finish up. Um, I don't know. You may not have heard it yet, but um, Austin Rivers was interviewed earlier today and he would, he called it. Like, I I was really surprised to hear him say just outright, like, look, it's easy to go someplace where the pieces are already in place. And like, you know, you get into the playoffs and the whole thing, but to come and build it from the ground up and to do it in a place like New York, where it's like, come on, if you like, if you could do it in New York, why, why would you want to do it anywhere else? I feel like that, you know, brings me back to Amare, right? On the steps of the Garden, like the Knicks are back. Um, and they kind of were for a little while. What do you think it's going to be like if this team can just, you know, nobody's expecting playoffs this year, but like if this team could just put it together and, and, and go out every night and like you turn on the TV or like you turn on you guys in the morning and you, you're you going, to you know, you're going to hear some positives and they're going to be genuine. It's not like you're going to be making stuff up. How do you think the city is going to react to this team with this coach, new front office, young young squad? What, what are you anticipating?
2: So Kaz knows, obviously, because he's he holds us down and gives our show a deep equity in the city. <laughs> uh, me going on three years covering New York, the only thing I can compare it to is when the Washington football team was good in this area. And literally, it's a different city. Like, it is a different city. So I know Kaz is going to go deep in depth on that. But I think the other thing, too, is – and that's, that's why, to me – it's gotta be wins based on the tip thermometer, the tip scale, whatever that looks like. Like you gotta have the wherewithal to understand it. If it's not a a succeed in the playoffs, like that's okay. But if there's progress that we can all see and the fight is there and there's competition, like I saw this on Twitter. I don't know who said it, maybe not verified, but somebody pointed out that the other team posted a video and the video of New Orleans Noel got twice as many views. And this other person (laughs) on the other video is a big deal. But like, it's, I know that going on year three, working with this company and this organization, like I know that New York is for the Knicks.
1: Yeah, always will be too.
0: I mean, all you got to do is look at the New York Giants, man. Like everybody always says that New York, you can't, you can't have a rebuild in New York. The New York fans aren't patient and that, uh, But look at us. I mean, granted, yes, it's been it's been a long road, but from the Scott Perry years to where we at now with Leon Rose and get making sure the teams financially set when it comes to the salary cap, not mortgaging the future when it comes to draft picks, um, using those draft picks wisely to get more money and make sure they're still flexible. They have worked this rebuild pretty, you know, swiftly and smartly. And on top of that, I feel like New York fans are smart enough to understand that we'll root for a team that plays hard. Mm -hmm. We won't root for a team that's going to sit there and just, you know, just, just, Poo poo on the court every week. I mean, we look at the Giants right now. The Giants are four and seven. They're playing hard. Play hard. Like, that's the thing. Like, New York teams will always respect, even if they're uh, granted the NFC least is what it is or whatever. But I mean, New York Giants fans are very similar to New York Knicks fans, man. They will always support a team that puts it all on the floor every single time they tip off. And And the makeup of the team right now with the youth, with Tibbs, with, you know, not really a whole lot of expectations. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot to, you know, build on this year. Nobody's expecting them to be world beaters, obviously, but what we can do is say, okay, there's three to four players on this team that if they improve yep. and the team improves and there's, you know, they've taken steps, you know what I mean? With the youth and with the, with the organization, and especially at the point card position, if there's growth there, New York fans will be very excited and very happy with where the Knicks put out this season.
1: If they if they finish the season with the answer at point guard, yeah, I'm going to remember you just said that because that would be lovely.
0: I'm still I still believe in Dennis Smith Jr. I still believe. <laughs> I, I still I hope believe. you're right. I think he got it, man. I think he's had a tough year personally and professionally. Yes. Um, you know, anybody can relate to that, especially losing somebody close to you. And he cares, man. He wants to be great. He wants to be, you know, the the, the answer at point guard. So I hope he pulls it all together, man. I really do.
1: Talented well, kid. All the talent in the world is there I hope you're right Um, You you mentioned putting it all on the floor You guys put it all on the floor every morning Um, Even though I said it And even though everybody already knows uh, It is tradition I end this show with asking people um, You know, what they'd like to plug or promote Where folks can find you So Monica, what what do you want to say on your way out? Hey,
2: well, definitely please check out the MSGAM. We'd like to have a long run We'd like to have good views Check out the YouTube clips You know, engage with us uh, we definitely will retweets and whatnot off on the air if if folks are engaging with us. So definitely def- check out the show. Uh, on my socials, are last name, first name, so McNaught Monica. Um, shout out. Also, thank- obviously, thanks for the invite on the pod, Jonathan. But I haven't felt super welcomed by the fan base. Like, people hit me up on social. We love your energy. We're excited. Like, I'm super excited to join this and to witness the loyalty because I firmly believe it's only a matter of time.
0: I love that. One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of course tune in every morning on MSGAM 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock and the repeats throughout the day as well Definitely. check out the YouTube page as well if you can't check it out go to MSG Network's YouTube and check out my podcast Say Less with Kaz and Low Key my boy Low Key over at Apple Music we talk a lot of music a lot of sports a lot of lifestyle uh, my friend Rosie is also a guest host on there and we just have a lot of fun there so check out that podcast it's also very very fun and uh, uh, yeah. And also check out the podcast that I produce. Um, the first one with DJ Khaled on Amazon Music through Spring Hill Entertainment. It's a great show nice. if you like music and you enjoy, uh, you know, the, the origin stories of where these great songs come from. Go check it out, because in literally an hour, I have to go do an interview with DJ Khaled and Nas and produce Ooh. that. So that, should be, that should be a goodie. So uh, for you New Yorkers, tune into
1: that one when, it, when it's ready. I'm honored that I'm the person that got to talk to you before you go get to talk to those (laughs) folks.
0: You're breaking the news, John. You're breaking the news.
1: <laughs> um, I, I really do love nothing more than speaking to um, talented people who put all of their heart and soul and energy into what they do, and it shows. So um, thank you very much. I know Nick fans are going to love this. And uh, everybody out there, yes, one more time, go check uh, out both Monica and Kaz every morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Go check out the YouTube. Go check out the podcast. Go check these people out everywhere. They're, they're awesome. I mean, Oh, yeah. On.
0: Follow me on socials, at Kazim. K-A-Z-E-E-M. I forgot to plug the Ma- socials. How do, how do you forget to plug the socials on the podcast? My
1: Monica, man. we, we got to get your Twitter following up a little bit more. I, I, I peeped that earlier today. We got to get it up a little bit.
2: So here's the thing. And, and then I'm going to let us go because we're getting out of here. I was very much like J-School, local market, like came up the very traditional way. And social was kind of like an, a secondary ancillary thing. So now I'm like trying to train my mind to be like a little bit more all in. I'm not getting on Clubhouse though, so. Or no,
0: no, no, Clubhouse is a terrible place. Don't go there. I'm but not Twitter, gonna... Instagram, I got you, Monica. We're
1: here, we're here. I, I don't even know what Clubhouse is, so we're all, oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Keep it's, it that way. Okay. Keep it that way. It's an awful yes. place. You don't want to be there. <laughs> I will not, I will not go there. Um, thank you, again, guys. This is great. And uh, everybody out there, thanks for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We'll be back with you with another one very soon.